0: Is it on? Is it on? Yes, it's on. And so am I. I want to welcome you guys to another episode of the Chase Jarvis Live Show here on Creative Live. I'm so excited to drop this episode. You guys are familiar with the show. This is where I sit down with awesome humans. Uh, Normally, these are thought leaders, creators, entrepreneurs, people who are at the top of their game, and I do everything I can to unpack their brains. But today, today is a little different. Um, It's a micro show, and a micro show is something that is not me sitting down with one of those thought leaders for 60 to 90 minutes. And in this case, I wanted to do something. I'm I'm calling this special because I've curated a handful of questions that I thought were amazing questions that you all have asked from another one of my shows, from The Daily Creative Show. Uh, It's still produced by Creative Live, but it's on my YouTube channel, slash Chase Jarvis. Um, and if you're not familiar with that show, you should check it out, uh, subscribe. If you're not subscribed to my YouTube channel, I'm I'm like, I'm aghast, what? Um, so go subscribe when you have some time. But for today, uh, a couple questions from folks, uh, a variety of disciplines and locations around the globe. And it doesn't matter your occupation, whether this is from a designer, a photographer, an entrepreneur, or it's my phone digging in the background there, um, you'll find I think I, I find that that's the thing that I love about this community is that we are all in this together. There's so many of the same challenges. And in having a call-in show that I've been doing now for about a year um, and taking hundreds of questions from the call-in, that there's so much strength and similarity and overlap that we can all learn from. So that is the goal of this particular episode I hope you love it, and hit me up with comments on the socials. Let me know if this is something you enjoy. Again, I started this. This is now, I think, my third one of these episodes, and I came across this after giving a keynote. You know, there's the meet and greet, the big line of people at the end when you get off the stage, and I had several people in this one particular keynote ask me for an audio. Is there a way to get audio of the Daily Creative? So I'm trying to listen to your guys' requests and fulfill them, and that's what this show is. So let's get into it. Before we do, a quick word from our sponsor. Creative Live. This episode of Chase Jarvis Live Show is brought to you by Creative Live. Creative Live is the world's largest and best platform for creative and entrepreneurial education. And right now you're saying, wait a minute, isn't that the company that you started? Yes, it is. It is my company, but they make this show possible. And if you don't know anything about Creative Live, you must check it out. It's where Pulitzer Prize winners, New York Times bestsellers, the best of the best teach photo, video, art design, music and audio, craft and maker, and the ability to make a living and a life in all of those disciplines. There is free content there, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And there's also more than 10,000 hours of content for you to access on demand. You guys know I'm a huge believer in the power of daily habits. And today, Creative Live is a part of the sponsor announcement. wants you to know that they have a new, very powerful way to make education a part of your daily routine. That would be the Creative Live iPhone, iPad, and Apple TV apps. They're all free and they let you watch all of the Creative Live classes that are on air streaming for free, anything you already own, and on the iPhone and iPad apps, you can watch one daily lesson of your choosing for free. That is one of 25,000 lessons. For free, which is super <laughs> super gnarly to get those apps. Go to the App Store, uh, iTunes, and search Creative Live, or go to creativelive.com/slash apps. There you go. Now, let's get into the show.
1: My question is for creatives: it seems like a common thread that there is this balance between um, ego and self-doubt and mm. it's like a teeter-totter for me sometimes of this feeling of a chip on your shoulder I'm special and then turning around the next day to I have no idea why I'm doing this uh, you know what makes me different than anybody else and I just wondered okay. if you could relate to that and speak to that in any way really appreciate your help and wish you guys all the best
0: awesome well first of all Thank you for calling in. The The concept of ego and self-doubt, they do go hand in hand and it is something that everybody suffers from. Everybody! Everybody! What you need to do is you should go read Brene Brown, Dr. Brene Brown. First of all, she talks a lot about vulnerability and shame and ego and being out in front of people, being the man in the arena, the Roosevelt quote. Um, so required reading, you should check that out. But I th- I'm, I'm just really happy that you brought up the question because there have been about 50 of these questions, these such questions here in the Daily Creative call Q. Um, well, first of all, I find that usually ego and self-doubt are a, a combination of two things. The, the ego um, usually comes, uh, well, it's a little. I guess it's a combination, two sides of the same coin. Like looking out there and seeing other people succeeding and doing better than you. Um, it's a very, it's a compare uh, and contrast uh, culture that we live in. We see we're better than, not as good as then, not as good looking. We're uh, skinnier, taller, shorter, whatever. So it's a relational with external things. And we don't do a very good job in here. And we also have really bad self-talk. So ego and self-doubt. Ego is usually about what, how you're perceived externally. And self-doubt, it comes from that internal mind. So um, first of all, the mind, I call it the mind. I've written this off from Tony. Oh, I'm going to think about something. I'm going to talk about something else from Tony Robbins. So what Tony Robbins does a great job of talking about. This is the mind. This is not your mind. This is a tool that you have developed. Sure, you put some stuff in it. It's a well-formed and well-filled mind, maybe, but it's the mind. It is a multimillion-year-old tool that is not designed to keep you happy. It is designed to keep you alive. It is a survival device, not necessarily inclined to bring you joy and happiness. So what do you have to do? You have to make this thing work for you. It's a whole organism and this doesn't control this. They're all related. So when you have, um, you know, this does work for ego as well, but mostly in self-doubt. Like You have to say, hey, brain, you work for me. And how do you do that? Well, um, there's lots of ways. I feel like gratitude practice is mission critical. I feel like um, the 3 a.m. voices in your head, those are not your friends, those are gremlins. How can you work to quiet those? I think meditation, a lot of this stuff. Self-care, I'm going to put it all under self-care. That is the most important thing, I believe, for taking care of negative self-talk. Also, you have to program this thing for what you want it to do. The brain, not your brain, the brain. Um, and I'm going to go back to this point that I was thinking about earlier. Tony Robbins, fantastic. Tony is incredible. You've you know seen him watching on stages with you know 15,000 people clapping, but he's also coached you know so many of the top athletes in the world, the top performers, presidents world leaders, like he is a master psychologist. And I love this this framework he gives us, state before story before strategy. And what he means by that is you cannot get, by and large, the right strategy, either to not have bad self-talk or to be a high performer, if you're not in a peak state, if you're not in an optimum state. And that's why I said earlier, like like self-care, so important for being in a good state. Um, things like sleep, things like taking care of yourself, eating well. Um, and what are you programming? Are you visualizing? Do you have a gratitude practice? Do you Are you thinking about the things you want to be and become in the world rather than the things you don't like and, and hate? It's only when you're in a good state that you can tell yourself a good story. That is the programming of good, positive thoughts rather than bad, negative thoughts. So state... You have to, and a lot of that's physical too. Move your body. You wanna, you wanna change your state, and you're in a frumpy. Like, are you sitting like this and playing a video game and not all that happy? What if you sit up, exercise, move your body, get good sleep, all those things. So get a good state. Um, be able to tell yourself a good story, and that will allow you to find, and then when you find those great strategies, actually employ them. So to me, that is a a big box around self-care and that self-doubt. You wanna knock that out. The difference between the worst golfer on the PGA and the best golfer, emotion, emotion, okay? So master your emotions, master self-doubt. I got a great video that I want you to listen to or watch um, called The 3M Voice Is Not Your Friend. So if you Google me and that, um, you've heard those little gremlins, you gotta find a way to shut those things up. The things that I just talked about will do that. Now, let's talk about ego. Ego, I think, we talk a lot about confidence in our culture. And I think confidence is, it's valuable. But what confidence is, is it's when you do something over and over again. And then you get confident because you've done it before. And you know what it feels like to be in that situation. And you are, are prepared for it because you've seen it so many times. What is perhaps more important is courage. Because I don't remember who told me this. Do you remember who told me? Debbie Millman, Debbie Millman, designer, extraordinaire, amazing human. Courage is actually more important than confidence because it's courage that will allow you to do something the first time. And it's that, that, that is where the biggest leap comes. And then once you've done it once, confidence comes because it's easier to do something once you've already done it. So think of developing your courage more than your confidence. But I appreciate you, th- you, you commenting that those things are in, sometimes they're on a teeter totter and conflict with one another. Um, so how do you how can you beat those things well um, I think this is the potion I think this is the magic elixir that I just just gave you there and lastly remember part of this external like seeing the world out there you are I mean our brains are also relational which is like it, there's me and you and this and that, and again, that's how the brain works. So what we're doing constantly when you're looking at someone else's Instagram feed, you, you know everything about you. You know that you know that your boyfriend just broke up with you. You know that, um, that your bank account is low. You know that you got a flat tire. You know that you're having a hard time or a bad day or to get much sleep. So you're thinking about that and that's fair. And then you look at somebody else's Instagram feed. Just to be clear, that is a highlight reel. That is not their life. They, they are over there thinking the same shit you're thinking right now. You're talking about the flat tire and the low bank account, a lot of stuff. Not for all the people, but uh, most of the folks, we're all we're all in this together. And at the end of the day, I really want you to go back and check out the Brene Brown stuff, specifically the quote about the man in the arena. If you're not putting yourself out there, you're not going to get criticized. If you're not going to get criticized, then you're not out there. So uh, there's a bunch of other things around that quote. I love, go look it up, the man in the arena. It's amazing. Um, So, I get it, I get it. I don't have this, I'm I'm trying to give you like a suite of tools and a way to think rather than be prescriptive of the actual answer. But if you tackle some of these things, some of the the references there, you're gonna be on a better path. And remember, courage over confidence and take care of the brain. It works for you, make it think the things that you want it to think, and then you're gonna be in a much better place. And it's, it's easier said than done, wait. Yeah, easier said than done, but Like, what is the practice that you have? Or do you put a series of practices in place in order to actually program that? Because we know that when we exercise our body, it responds, you'll lose weight, you'll get stronger, you'll get fit. The same is true for your brain. So you have to find some techniques. I have a set of daily habits. You can watch, you know, uh, what's the video that I have the daily habits? Like my daily habits? (laughs) My morning routine, there's a handful of them. So um, beautiful question. A little bit older over than the answer, but I think you can put it together in something cohesive and send me a note, tell me how you do. Nice one, thank you very much for calling in. And that was Joe.
1: Hey Chase, uh, I listened to my friend Jose who told me about you. Uh, I've been watching your content and I'm a huge fan, so uh, thanks for doing what you do. So my question is, will you suggest someone with severe depression do to pursue their goals when motivation and energy aren't always there? Um, I know you're not a therapist, but I just want to hear what you think. Cause I know you talk a lot about the importance of being driven and passionate on a day-to-day scale.
0: Winston, all right, man. A, thank you very much for calling in. And when you said your friend, Jose, I'm wondering if that's your friend, Jose Rosado, um, who is another creative in this community. He started a site. Uh, I think it's Creatives Against Depression. It's a blog. Um, so I'm glad Jose has referred you to me. A couple things, A, this is super, super, super serious and I appreciate you reaching out and the fact that you struggle and are willing to share that with this community, it means a lot. Um, Also, it's really important to know that I'm not a doctor and I believe it's very important for the creatives who are listening to this right now and the entrepreneurs who are going through hard times, um, there are two different sides of a similar coin. The coin might be your emotional state. And one is actual clinical depression which is brain chemistry related. It needs professional treatment from a doctor. Um, and then the other one is, um, is being bummed out and having a really rough go and a bunch of stuff happens and you're psychologically in a bad place. And I understand that it's difficult to, um, to understand the difference. So that's why I always think, I think it's good to see a doctor. I think you should be doing as many of the things that you can do with the bummed out part of it regardless of where you fall in the spectrum, because I don't think those ever hurt. I think they're very like positive thinking and self-care and all that stuff is critical. Um, but if you do have some brain chemistry stuff going on, then you would want to see a professional. I'm not a professional. I have dealt with anxiety. I have dealt with depression. Um, they were for reasonably compartmentalized times, but I, I want you to know that professionally and personally, um, I understand what you're going through, and I'm sorry, but we're gonna fix it. We're gonna do the best we can here. See a doctor if you're on that one side of the coin, if you're on the other, and or both, like listen to this advice. So, um, brain chemistry aside, self-care is one of the things that I feel like um, creatives, in general, we do a bad job of. And it's also important to lay the groundwork that um, you know, there's so many amazing artists who have died in their 20s, taken their own lives. I mean, how many in the last year or two alone, let alone the, the Jim Morrison's and the um, the other, you know, the Kurt Cobain's and, and God forbid, those are terrible outcomes. Um, but we do a bad job of self-care. We also, there's a narrative in our culture that in order to be creative, you need to be a tortured soul. And it's fundamentally not true. I think the best creatives and what I would love to encourage in our community is that we take good care of ourselves so we can make great art on and on and on ongoing. It's not something that's a temporary state for someone who's in, in trouble. Um, so if we can do, do our part to change that narrative with videos like this where we're talking open and frank about it, Uh, I think is a huge start, huge step in the right direction. Um, Part of self-care, I think there's two sides uh, to that element. One is the physical and one is the emotional. Physically, I can't state enough that your body and mind are completely connected. And the physical sense of moving your body, of activity... Um, and I think Tony Robbins does a really good job of talking about this stuff, and he's got a lot of stuff online. You can check him out. Um, moving your body actually is part of what can change your biochemistry, not necessarily um, a certain subset of chemicals. But generally speaking, moving your body is very good for, for um, everybody uh, and, and indeed someone who's suffering with uh, that you're bummed out. Um, so to me, the physical, like are you eating well? Are you sleeping enough? That's so critical, it's so critical. Um, are you taking care of your, um, are you eating right? Like these are just fundamentals that have, the, the narrative in our culture is all screwed up around those things and so I advocate something very simple, simple that's why I, I track 10 habits that I eat Paleo that I get eight hours in bed, not necessarily always sleep, but eight hours in bed. Like These are personal habits that I track. I would encourage you to listen to some of the videos I've done about, um, about my morning routine. It's all around this physical well-being, like exercise and taking care of yourself in the physical sense, and there's an emotional part of my daily routine that I would prescribe as well, and that has to do with a gratitude practice. Totally changed my point of view um, when I started practicing gratitude on a regular basis, as has meditation. I advocate transcendental meditation, but my point is not trying to be prescriptive in this video. You can go type in my name and meditation, my name and visualization, my name plus gratitude, and these videos will come up. The, the, the most important, I think, overarching part of if you're in the bummed out category and things are tough, and I, it's important also for me to make the distinction that I don't do this just when things are tough, I do this all the time and it prevents those, any sort of a real deep lull in my personal, mental, emotional, physical state. Um, So when you look at the physical things that you can do from eating good and moving your body to the emotional things that you can do, I try and package those in the morning and the evening These to me are not like nice to haves, they're non-negotiable must haves. These are as important to me or more important than brushing my teeth. That's how critical this is. And it's very clear to me that as a culture we have an issue with this. Um, Specifically anxiety, Uh, I think meditating probably um, removed 50% of my anxiety, as did dramatically limiting my caffeine intake. I think this is a, a, an important thing for us to acknowledge as a culture that, um, that too much caffeine, I call it worry juice when you have more than a cup. It goes from coffee to worry juice. Um, and so these are just a couple of topical simple things that I feel like we should be talking about as a culture and specifically here in the creative community because we are disproportionately likely to suffer from some of these ailments. You can tell from my point of view that all of these things, taking care of ourselves is massively important. I'm going to circle back now and say, just remember that this doesn't create, you know, that this isn't the whole picture and there is a very clinical side that I want you to know like where you fall on the spectrum. You should be doing all of these things. If you're a creative who cares about yourself, you should be doing everything you can to make the changes in your life that are, are, you know, this, the side that I'm advocating for right here, just please take me up on these things. Um, and I guess, uh, it was Weston Winston. Um, thank you so much for sharing that you struggle with this. Um, remember I'm not a doctor, but dear God, do these things. And if you want to reach out to me, um, if you're in trouble, I'm I'm happy to steer you to my videos and or to some professional help. There are hotlines um, that if you just typed in and you really really need help, just type in hotline in your neighborhood and I'm sure you can find something. So, super grad for taking this question. It's an important one. Um, And shout out to Jose for referring you to me. Jose's site, I think it's Creatives Against Depression. Is that right, Nasa? Is that right? Yeah. Um, Awesome, so I guess the last thing before I shift to the next question is you're not alone. Like this is an, I think anxiety is at epidemic proportions with social and all the information in the world that's ready at our fingertips. Um, in some ways, it's made us, you know, it's certainly made culture move faster. But along with that has been anxiety. Our, our neuro, neurological systems aren't wired for all that input. I don't think um, we're going to have to evolve quickly. And part of this evolution is awareness and being able to deal with it. So. Um, Appreciate you for bringing it up, and I'm gonna stop talking about it now because I could talk about it forever. Uh, nice job, man. Thank you for, for being on the show. Hey there, Chase. This is Isaac White from St.
1: Louis, Missouri. Isaac White. Uh, Instagram handle is Isaac White TV. Hey, I have this question. Um, I live in St. Louis. Missouri, as yep. I just mentioned, and my wife has an amazing job here, and we don't really have the option to move at the moment. But mm. St. Louis isn't the most favorable city for production work.
0: Production work so, my question
1: yeah. to you is what advice would you give to someone that lives in a city that doesn't favor the type of work you're passionate about? Got it. But really appreciate some help on this.
0: All Thanks. Right. Bye. I noticed that you, that's a great question. Again, thank you, Isaac. And this is true. Like, I don't know how many of the folks who are listening or tuning in right now are from these major metropolitan cities, New York and LA and uh, San Francisco, Seattle, whatever, uh, Dallas, that most folks aren't probably, or certainly a huge cross-section of those of you who aren't. And so I I believe this is relevant to a lot of folks. And it's maybe even true for the folks that are in Um, like if you're in Seattle trying to make it in Hollywood. So you can be one big city or bigger city, emerging city to another one. I noticed in your your, um, question you actually said it's like it doesn't really favor production or something like that. It was a subtle, subtle um, thing that you said, which fine, doesn't have to favor it. Sure, Los Angeles favors production. That's the film capital of the world. But films do get made in St. Louis. And what you want to do is you want to be the person at the center of the scene. Whatever scene is in your city, be the big fish in that pond and spend time doing that. Figure out the people. who, Who are the players? Who can you learn from? Who can you teach? Who can you be friends with? All this stuff is super, super critical. If you are, at some point, you can become a big fish in a small pond, that's fine. Do that first. See if you still love the work. And I understand... Sure, you might have to wait tables or park cars or do something on the side, but do the production work. Do the work that you love, despite the fact that you're in St. Louis and there's not a lot of productions there. Just be on every production. How do you do that? You've watched this. This is a video that I reference almost every one of these in these, um, these Daily Creatives, which is the other 50 percent. And that's how do you get your work, um, or, or basically, if you get you you've got work and it's it's you put it out there but it's not thriving, or you're not thriving, and that's by and large mostly because people don't participate in their community. So, participate in your community, um, even if it's in St. Louis. Now, let's go next level. Say you're in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I believe there's production there, but you might have to actually build some production. What do you have? Are you making films? Are you shooting indie docs? Are you working? if, If... Even if it's you and three people, what can you do to start a meetup group, to start a a film club, to start a production house? I think it's really, really interesting. And that's if, if there isn't a scene or you can't find a scene in your hometown, what can you do to start it? Again, you're putting yourself at the middle. Even if you're learning and you don't know a lot, get together and watch, you know, have Creative Live watch parties. We do this all the time. Learn about production techniques through watching online videos with your friends. Like build community around that. Now, Those are two sort of things, like find what you got, be a big fish, make it yourself. And then here's the kicker, which you may or may not want to hear. Um, Part of the other 50% is participating in, like the other 50% is participating in community. So if you say you've done one of those, you know, thing one and two, and you still are just super hungry for it, you became the big fish in the small pond, it might be time to take the jump if you love it. Now, taking the jump doesn't mean like mortgaging everything and just moving west. It could, if you want to do that, that's fine. I think, you know, you want to take the island, burn the boats. There's a little bit of that in, uh, a little bit of crazy in following the things that you're supposed to do. But by and large, what about getting your name, like going out to LA for the summer and renting an Airbnb and trying to get on, like landing a production job from wherever you are or flying to LA, be there for a couple weeks, land a job on a feature film that's going to take three months to shoot and go move to LA for three months. Check it out, put a foot down foot down and figure it out. Again, it's going to be about the community that you develop, the people that you meet and how good a work you do. Do you do good work and get called back? Do people say, oh my God, Isaac was awesome. We definitely want to call Isaac. And next week we're shooting in Toronto. Hey, if you did a good job in the shoot in LA, you want to come to Toronto, you might get an invite. So like think about how you can sort of hack being in other markets without just like literally packing all your stuff up and moving west or you know wherever west is for you. So I think those those things hopefully you'll take some of that advice and um, actually I would encourage you to hit me back somewhere on social and tell me what you've decided to do and check in with me every once in a while because I read all the comments. Read them. I read them. I try and respond to them. You guys are all IG-ing me. My, my direct messages on Instagram <laughs> looks like a pile of hangers, but I love it. Um, and so thanks again, Isaac, for reaching out. I hope that put a <clears throat> on your question. And and I, I think that applies to so many people, right? There's there's so many of us who don't live in these metropolitan centers or don't live in the heart of New York or London, where so much of these things thrive and there's a, there's a massive rabid community. So... Do those are the things that I said and check in with me. Let me know how I'm doing. How are you doing? All right. I want to hear from hey, John. Hey, Chase. Uh, my name is John
1: Jorgensen at John Jorgensen on Instagram, J-O-N, J-O-R-G-E-N-S-O-N. Thank Welcome. you so much for The Daily Creative. I'm getting so much out of the first few episodes. I can't wait to see what you'll continue to do. My question is, I am a spoken word poet mainly uh, performing in the Christian church realm okay. uh conferences, youth groups, Sunday services, things like that. Great. Concerts. And Thank you, John. And I'm getting to a point where I'm sort of hitting my capacity with just working and booking through myself. And I'm looking at possibly taking on a manager or an agent or a speaking bureau, that sort of thing. I'm wondering what advice you might have as far as taking on representation. What factors go into the timing of that? And so forth. You get it. Thanks so much, man. Really love your show. Uh, First keep of all, being awesome.
0: I like this question because I felt like you approached it with a little humility. And so there's two parts to an answer. One is specifically uh, addressed to you, John, and the other is to the public at large who are listening or watching this episode. Because I think you might be in a little bit of a special spot, and it's different than the most. Most people that I take this question from will they want an agent or a manager long before they need one. And here's the deal. Agents make money based on the work that you get. So yes, they can help you get the work, but most agents are not gonna take a flyer on someone who's new and up and coming and just figuring it out. They want people who are busy as shit and can't run their own business because they've got a unique angle, a great vision, and they're saying like, I can capture some of that talent, I can sell that to my network. So what I see over and over again is like, I don't have any work. It's like the needy person, like I don't, I don't have any work. Can you please help me, please? They're clawing, like, and agents or managers run from that, like, whoop, it's like the million dollar man, like they just they can't get away from you fast enough. So, it sounds like, and so if you're in that camp, you're like, should I get one? And you're just starting out. No is the answer. You need to be so busy, have your personal style, have a portfolio, be busy as shit, and then probably put yourself in a circle of. You know, are you following these people on Instagram? Are you going to the meetups? Are you attending trade shows where these people are? Are they in your circle? How can you get close to them? Because if you're close to them and they're seeing your work and they're going, "Huh, this is an up and comer. I might be able to jump on that train and make some money for both of us, create a, you know a new great business or grow this business." But it sounds like John, you might be in a little different position because it said you're so busy, you're so busy that you're having problems: a, booking this stuff; b sounds like commanding the kind of fees, and you're wondering about a speaking bureau, I think you might be up for it. I don't know how busy you think you are. I don't know what the actual, like, are you speaking once a week, once a month, twice a month? I don't know if you're speaking for $100 or $10,000 or $50,000. Um, so you need to, I think, take some introspection, be self-aware and figure out like, hmm, am I lying to myself about how busy I am or am I really busy such that someone else would like to join forces? I would like you to be very critical with who you hitch your wagon to. This is like an interview process. It's like picking a partner. You're gonna give them a chunk of the business. X percent of your speaking fees are gonna go directly into their pocket. So you have to like these people. you It's not just a person with a face and a Rolodex. You have to like them. You're in, in a sense getting married. They are going to carry your message for you. They are going to market you. They are your representative. And if you're not having fun if you're not able to connect with these people if they're not great at your job they're not better than you are at your job you need to think twice so are you go back to my earlier point it sounds like you're busy enough are you then in the circle because if you cold call these people bad looks bad you need them coming to you so what do you have to do you have to be in the right space it's sort of like um, I have friends that uh, want to date people, but they stay in their basement all the time <laughs> and they don't get out. They don't do online dating. They don't go out to bars. They don't go meet people. They don't go to dinner parties. It's going to be very hard for you to date if you can't like interact with these people. So my question for you, John, John, John Sonson? Jorgensen. Jorgensen. Uh, all right. You're Scandinavian. I got a little Scandinavian in me as well. Um, what are you doing now to be in those circles? Are you... Again, cold calling agents, you need to get discovered, but you have to be reasonably coy, put yourself in a position to get discovered, get out of your basement, go to these things, be around these things, uh, and by these things, I mean the other 50%, which, it's a great video. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna erase this here from a previous episode. Uh, the other 50%, this is a video that I did not too long ago very popular. It's very popular for a reason. Can you get a good shot of that? The it. reason it's popular is because only 50% of the people that I know actually do it, and it's the other 50% of the work. So 25% of the people are actually 50% of 50%. I did pretty good. I got, uh, what is it? I got 790 on the GRE math. That was 20 years ago. Um, <laughs> but there's not very many people who actually... It was like actually, 20 years was, You be quiet over there, Finn <laughs> McKenty. Um, Ultimately, most people don't believe, they believe that once they put their work out there, there's a whole marketing aspect that's just gonna happen. You have to do, there's a whole half of the work that is you actively pursuing other people or putting yourself in a position to win. Watch that video, great question, John. Thank you very much for calling in the day of the creative and I think there's a lot of folks out there. Listen to the first part of the answer. If you missed it, go back and rewind because that is the position that most people from whom I field that question are in. I need to approach it a little bit differently, but John, thanks a lot for calling in. All right, that about wraps it up. But uh, hey, before you bounce, two quick things. Um, Actually, I'm going to go three quick things. Thing one, A, thank you so much for being a part of this community. And I'm not quite sure how you you landed on this podcast. It doesn't matter to me. The fact that we're all in this together and that we're able to have a conversation is awesome. I feel uh, honored to be in your ears right now and that uh, you've paid attention to what I've been doing, what Creative Live has been doing for some time, and whether it's been a day or 10 years, I just want to say thank you. It's also really important to know on the backside of that that I, I do a lot of responding to comments. So hit me up on you know direct message me on on Instagram or Twitter or at me. I try and respond as much as possible. So let's have a conversation that transcends me just being in your ears here. Let's try and do it some somewhere out there and on the internet land. That's thing one. Thing two, again, I'm not quite sure what channels you pay attention to me and my work, but please go check out. I'm at Chase Jarvis or slash Chase Jarvis or whatever on all the platforms. And it's really important to me also if you wouldn't mind checking out Creative Live. It's something that not only myself, but 120 other committed, hardcore, badass people come to work every day uh, to build the place where creators and entrepreneurs learn. So check that out. They're just slash Creative Live or at Creative Live all over out there on the internet. Alright, until again, uh, probably tomorrow I hope I'll hear you, I'll be in your ears maybe tomorrow, and I'll look for your comments on the internets. Bye!